Man, I caught the Lord bless me again this morning. Five o'clock. Praise the Lord. His mercy and grace was standing in attention again this morning. Amen. I believe what I'm fixing to preach. I believe this. Amen. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't preach it, but I believe it. Amen. If you have a Bible, as you turn to the book of 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. The Bible says, Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times. And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be cleaned. Sweet God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for all those precious anointed songs. Thank you for this precious church, God. Thank you for what you're doing. God, we know that you're in the midst of us today, and we know that you've come to do a work, God. And we believe you for what you're fixing to do in these next few minutes. Anoint the heart, anoint the mind. And anoint the ears, God. And we give you the praise, the thanks, and the glory. Put your Bibles down and praise him one more time with me, will you? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Praise God, praise God, and you may be seated, praise the Lord. I would like to preach a few minutes, two feet from a miracle. Two feet for a miracle. Anybody need a miracle here this morning? Because I believe God has come here to do a work in this place this morning. And I want to preach a few minutes, two feet to a miracle. And those two are spelled T-W-O, two feet. Anybody got any idea whose two feet they are? You're right, they're yours. I said, you're right, they're yours. Amen. Does anybody really need a miracle here today? I know there's some miracles to be had in this house today. Praise God. I believe what I'm preaching. I believe it. Second Kings chapter 5 begins a story of a man named Naaman. The scripture declares unto us that because of Naaman, Syria had a victory over their enemy. And we find that Naaman was a mighty man of valor. Man, no doubt he had been used mightily. And because of the king of Syria esteemed him highly. But every time that you hear Naaman, we always remember the bad disease that he had. Anytime that his name was mentioned, you would find somebody over in the corner saying, maybe he's a great man and he's a man of valor, but he's also a leper. Let me tell somebody this morning that that stigma that you've had all these years God wants to take it away. He wants you to wash it away from you this morning. 
I'm here this morning to declare that you're the, oh my God, that there's only some things that God is able to do. There's only certain things that God's able to bring to pass in your life. Amen. They went on a mission and when they came back from Israel, Naaman and his boys brought back a little Israelite girl who was helping Naaman's wife. No doubt as a servant, I've come to tell somebody that if we're not careful, we'll keep this stuff to ourselves. I said, if we're not careful, we'll keep what God's doing to ourselves. And nobody will never hear about it. It's time for somebody to get up and stand up and declare what God is doing in your life. Pentecostal church, uh, somebody declare it. Maybe you hadn't seen it, but speak it as if though it's already been done. Could somebody do that? Come on, would somebody do that this morning? Speak it as though it's not been done yet, but you see it in the spirit uh, already taking place. Uh, that's what your faith's all about. You don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't touch it, but you know it's coming to pass. We'll try to put this thing under a bush, uh, a bushel. But I've come to tell you the greatest testimony that we have is what God has done for you and where God has brought you from. Hello, somebody. So many times we're ashamed to tell somebody our testimony. I'm ashamed the way I lived my life before God got a hold of me. But I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. That's my testimony. And it's embarrassing to tell people, but that's my testimony. And somebody needs to know that there is a healer for the drug addict. There is a healer for the alcoholic. There is a healer for the harlots. Uh, there is a healer, come on, for open wounds. Uh, come on now. And if we're not careful, we're scared to tell somebody where God brought us from. I could stand here this morning and try to give somebody else's testimony how God has delivered them. But I can't do it like that person can. I can't tell Brother Riggins' testimony like he could tell it. Because he knows how God reached down and he knows what God's done in his life and where God has brought him. He makes it personal. This thing has got to become personal. I just dare somebody today that you would just get out and tell your town, this is your town. This is your town. This is your town. I said, this is your town. Somebody needs to get out uh, and tell Olathe uh, you're in revival. Tell them there's miracles uh, coming out of new life. Uh, Pentecostal church. (laughs) 
Friend, when somebody gets filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is one of the greatest miracles. We've seen miracles already. But God's not near done with the miracles as some of us think. How many times do we get upset about our circumstances? Well, it ain't going right. How many times do we say, well, it's just not fair? Here's a little young lady who had been taken captive. That within ourselves would make most of us lose our Christianity. Most of us have been upset. But somewhere over the course of a few days, something began to stir in this little young lady when she seen Naaman was a leper. Well, now how many of us could have done that? There was something eating up on the inside of her. And somehow she couldn't keep it to herself. She said, I would to God that my Lord knew the prophet in Samaria because he could heal him of his leprosy. I've come to tell somebody this morning, uh, I feel with the authority uh, of God's word uh, that I've come for the mind with the word this morning. God is greater uh, than any sickness uh, or disease uh, that's in this house. Uh, I said I've come with the authority uh, of the word of God uh, that God is greater uh, than any sickness or uh, or disease in this house. I have come to give hope to somebody that thinks your situation is hopeless because Christ Jesus, all things are possible. I'd like to see blinded eyes open here. I'd like to see deaf ears unstopped. I'd like to see leprosy washed away uh, from somebody. Oh, come on, love him with me a minute. Come on, love him a minute. Come on. Everybody love him a minute. Come on. Come on, I'm feeling something in my spirit. I come against your doubt right now. Some of you have already doubted what God's want to do. I come against your doubt. Come on, I bind that spirit. I loosen your faith right now. Come on, somebody. Would to God. That my master would know there's a prophet in Samaria. Damon got the word, so what's he got to lose? I know I said this before, but what do you got to lose? To believe God for your miracle today. We say we believe he's a healer. Then why aren't we anointed more? Why don't we dab more people down? Because sometimes we sit on our fear instead of our faith. I've come to tell somebody here this morning that I don't believe God's healed all the blinded eyes that he's tended open. I don't believe he's healed all the, un come on now, unstopped all the deaf ears uh, that he tends to unstop. I don't believe that he's healed all the leprosy uh, if everybody is ready to heal. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, I just believe this morning uh, God's walked in this house. Uh, come on, I come against fear uh, and doubt and unbelief. I'm calling on the name that's above every name. Uh, for in this house, uh, he rules uh, and reigns. 
I'm talking about the name of Jesus. Somebody call on the name of Jesus right now. Somebody call on the name of Jesus right now. Somebody needs to understand there's a God in this house who wants to perform a miracle. I believe what I'm preaching. I done told you. I believe it. I believe it. Somebody's going to leave with a miracle today. Somebody's going to leave healed in their body. Somebody's going to leave encouraged. Somebody's going to leave different than they came. I am in no way a prosperity preacher. I never say this, but I just felt it in the Holy Ghost. God's getting ready to lose somebody's finances. I said, I'm not a prosperity preacher. And don't you label me that way because I said what I just said. But I feel in the Holy Ghost, God's getting ready to loosen somebody's finances. Somebody's finances have been tied up. Uh, some, come on now. Somebody's in debt over their head. Uh, and they're worried sick. God said, stop worrying. Uh, I'm fist to do a miracle in your finances. Uh, I'm fist to loosen them. Uh, come on, ma'am. Raise your hands. Come on. Thank God for it. That's a word of the Holy Ghost for somebody in this church. My Lord, you know what I just heard, ma'am? I heard you telling your husband, we can't keep going the way we're going. We're sinking. Come on, I heard you tell your husband that. I just heard it in the spirit. And God's saying, I'm fist to take care of this situation for you. He said, you've been faithful. You've give when you didn't have nothing to give. And now I'm fist to give back. Woo! old king said I tell you what I'll do I'm going to send a letter tell him to go ahead and let this take place but when the letter arrived to the king he got upset because he said who am I that I can heal that I can make whole somehow the word got passed on to the prophet Elijah said I want you to know king there is a prophet in Israel and I want you to know I've heard from God and I want you to know it won't cost you one red cent. Come on, I'm not concerned, he said, about the silver. I'm not concerned about the gold. I'm not concerned about the change of clothes. I just want you to know there's a God in Israel, a friend of mine, there's a God who heals. And I'm still talking about the same God. Come on. 
His name is Jesus that walked this earth and robed himself in flesh. Uh, he's walking these aisles this morning. Uh, he's trying to encourage his people today. Uh, he's telling you I'm still the same today, yesterday, uh, and forever. Uh, if I did a miracle then, I can do a miracle now. Uh, if I healed then, I can heal now. Uh, come on now. If I spoke it, then my word's already settled uh, in heaven. Uh, come on, before I or a tittle of my word uh, is removed. Uh, heaven and earth to pass away uh, all you gotta do is just reach out uh, and embrace your miracle uh, and say God uh, it's mine come on God has walked through these doors this morning perform a miracle in our lives come on why are we so concerned about who tells us or who he is that tells us Elisha got his servant said go tell him to dip seven times in the old Jordan and he shall be cleaned Naaman got hacked off Friend, I'm telling you, God won't tell you to do something that he can't do. He's not going to tell you to do something, friend of mine, that's too hard for you to do. If God's asked you to do something, he can help you to get it accomplished. I said, if he's asked you to do something, friend of mine, he's right there beside you. You know, so many times we're in the trials and, and sometimes we got things going on and we say, God, where are you at? And he said he never would forsake you nor leave you. Even though you don't feel him, he's still right there beside you. Sometimes he just kind of lets you walk alone sometimes, uh, so to speak, so your faith uh, can grow just a little bit. Uh, but I'm telling you this morning, he's walked in here. Uh, don't be mad over your situation. Be glad that there's a God that's walked in here uh, and telling you that I'm still the healer. Uh, come on. Woo! Come on, somebody. I want you to know, Naaman, if you'll go down there in that old Jordan uh, and dip seven times, uh, you'll come forth clean. Uh, oh, he got mad. Uh, why did he come out here uh, and wave his hand over me? Uh, why did he tell somebody else uh, what I needed to do? Because God needs a mouthpiece. I said God needs a mouthpiece. I've come to tell somebody this morning that obedience to the voice of God, to the voice of God, is always the answer to the problem and the situation that you're facing right now. I won't go and wash in the old muddy river of Jordan. We say that so many times, don't we? Oh, God, don't. The Albana. And the other river so much cleaner, nicer. Had to do with his obedience. You know what his servant told me? He said, you know what? If I told you to do some great thing, come on now. We've all got, always got this preconceived ideal how God's going to do it. Any of us that's ever received the Holy Ghost had a preconceived ideal how it was going to happen before it happened. 
We, we had this idea how it was going to happen, where it was going to take place. You know, I, I've had folks that tell me, I'd never act like that. I'd never do that. Well, better be careful. That's probably about the first thing they're going to do is get to acting up. <laughs> I'm telling somebody this morning, he's still working and performing. Don't you ever forget that. I know sometimes it seems bleak. Praise God, but never forget. It's always the darkest before daylight. I used to be a captain on a tugboat before I met my wife. And uh, I always had the night shift. And I'd always get the sleepiest right before it got daylight because it was always the darkest. And I'd have to <laughs> shake myself so many times or I'd tell somebody, get me a cup of coffee. Or I'd call downstairs and say, could you just bring me up some coffee? Knowing that I was supposed to get off in just about an hour. But it's always the darkest just before daylight. Come on, somebody. I want somebody to know there's a miracle in this house this morning. I've come to tell somebody that the God I serve, uh, come on, is greater than any sickness. He's greater than any problem you're facing right now. Come on, ma'am. Come on, sir. You're facing a dilemma right now. But God's greater than your problem. Uh, God can work this problem out uh, if you could just believe God uh, for your miracle today. You need this miracle. You got to stand up uh, and believe God for it. Come on, you know that problem you're facing. You know what it looks like. Uh, you know it's bleak. Uh, you know, friend of mine, you don't understand uh, why it's coming down like this. But God is greater than this problem. Uh, I said God is greater. You just got to believe it for the miracle. Come to tell somebody your obedience is your key. Is your key to victory. It's your key to victory to receiving this morning, your obedience. Obedience is your key. Come on, put your, grab your key like this. Grab your key. Come on, put it in the ignition and turn it over and say, my obedience. Come on, if you can just be obedient to the word this morning. I believe God's already working that problem out. I believe God's already working that sickness out. I believe that God's already doing uh, the miracle. Come on, reach out, church. Reach out. Don't doubt it. Stop fighting it. Just obey it. Stop saying, I don't think it can happen. The words are already spoken. Well, friend of mine, I know a God that changed his mind over a man named Hezekiah and gave him 15 extra years uh, because he turned his face towards the wall uh, and began to cry out to a living God. Come on, somebody. you got to believe this. I want you to understand you're two feet from your miracle this morning. Two feet.
Two feet. Two feet. Come on, two feet. Somebody look it down at your feet and say, those are my two feet. I'm two feet. I'm two feet to my miracle right now. I'm two feet to my miracle. Uh, but I've got to do something uh, with these two feet. Uh, I've got to get up uh, and I've got to make my way to the master. Uh, come on. If i got to go dip seven times, uh, I'll dip. Uh, if he said dip eight times, I'll dip. Come on, look at somebody and say, you're just two feet from a miracle. Quit expecting somebody else to do it for you. That's not the way it's going to happen. Hear me this morning. Some of, you, some of you are expecting somebody to wave their hand all over you, call you out. But you need to get up on your own two feet. You're going to get up on your own two feet, walk to the realm of your miracle that God has for you. In other words, you got to get out behind your safety zone called a pew and say, God, I'm coming for my miracle. I'm telling somebody, the answer's in the house, but the miracle's in your obedience by obeying the word. presence of God's here. He's talking to you. All you got to do is respond to his presence. Come on, some of you got things going on you don't want nobody to know about. God already knows all about it. But he said, if you'll respond to me, I can do something about it. You know, we live in a welfare society. We want everybody to do everything for us. And there are folks that will let you carry them. Huh? I said they'll let you carry them. I refuse this morning to leave without my miracle. I need God to do something in my body this morning. And I believe while I'm preaching that God's doing it. I might not have felt it, but I'm standing on the word. Uh, and I'm saying, God, I believe what I'm preaching. Uh, so I know I'm going to walk out of here uh, with my miracle. I was told of a lady who had a muscle disease that hit her body. I'm not trying to make light of anything, but instead of her doing what she could, she allowed herself to lay there in that hospital bed, and she gained about 150 pounds. And her husband took care of her like a little baby, and finally he walked off. And he divorced her. He left her there to care for herself. And some therapists came in, and they looked her in the eyes. And they said, the reason you're in the state you're in is because you've laid here and allowed everyone to do everything for you. If you want to die like this, then you continue to do what you're doing. But if not, I'm going to give you a regiment of diet. And you're going to start therapy right now. 
Come on, somebody. You know what, friend? Today she's out of the bed. You know why? Because she understood about her old two feet that she had to get up and go get If I could get your miracle for you this morning, I would. I said I would. If I could fill people with the Holy Ghost, everybody would have the Holy Ghost. I would. But it don't work like that. I said it don't work like that. There was a lady that walked into the hospital with a crack in one of her hips. And it wasn't bad enough to even be operated on. And the doctor said in a few weeks it'll heal itself. She walked in, but they wheeled her out in a wheelchair. Five years later, she never has taken another step. You know why? Because she refused to get up on her own two feet and say, I refuse to stay in this wheelchair when it's only a crack. It's not bad enough for surgery. I refuse to stay like this. And I'm telling somebody that God has walked in this house with miracles. Everybody reach out to him again. Come on. I believe these miracles are standing before us today. I believe they're just as close as an outreach hand. But I'm telling somebody, you got to reach out. You got to step out. Come on, Naaman, you might have to dip seven times. That's all you got to do to dip just to get your miracle, Naaman. Come on, I'm fixing to stop here just a minute. It's going to be time for somebody to come get their miracle. Somebody's going to have to get up on their own two feet. God, I believe what you're preaching. Your two feet, your two feet from a miracle. Somebody's got to claim it. Somebody let the word of God have its perfect work in your life right now. Faith says, I can. Faith says, I will. Come on. Faith says, I will. Anybody need a miracle? Your two feet from a miracle. You know what Naaman did when he got healed? He got him two mules of dirt. I said he got him two mules of dirt from the place where he was healed. And he built altars with the dirt to remind him of his healing. Come on, there's somebody coming on their own two feet. Two feet for a miracle. Two, come on, is there anybody else that's going to get up and walk? Come on, down here to get their miracle. Come on, you and your wife come down here, brother. Come on. You and your wife come down here this morning. I'm going to pray for y'all in just a few minutes.
Jesus is a miracle man. He'll give you a miracle. He'll give you a miracle. He'll give you a miracle. Jesus is a
Let's thank God right now, everybody. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. I love you, I love you, I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank God, thank God. Well, the miracle worker is in the house. The miracle worker's in the house. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when the Lord speaks so directly, you ought to claim it. You ought to, you ought to act on it. Amen. Don't wait. Don't wait. Amen. Claim your promise. Claim your miracle. Watch God do what he wants to do. Amen. He wants to do it. I really wish that we could get a revelation of just how much God wants to perform miracles. How much he wants to do it. He really does. He wants to show his power. He wants to show his glory. Amen. Amen. 